This is Ozarks at Large. Saturday, the Museum of Native American History, Mona, in Bentonville, will continue its series, Hear Our Voices, with educator, musician, songwriter, activist, storyteller, and Oklahoma native Mitch Walking Elk. This will take place via Facebook Live. Mitch is a coordinator of the Indigenous Youth Ceremonial Mentoring Society. He's an educator at a school in St. Paul, Minnesota, dedicated to underserved populations. He's toured several continents, and he has seven CDs to his credit. We reached him yesterday by phone, and I asked him, with so many life experiences and talents, how he decides what to address for a public appearance. I think what's what's on my mind as far as being an indigenous person mm-hmm. and, and uh, what what's going on, what's, what's going on currently and, uh, things of that, that nature and things I know, you know, so I, I think about it a lot. Uh, I'm not a, and as far as music is concerned, I hate to rehearse. And so I generally wait for about a week and a half, two weeks before I got to do a gig or a concert. And then I, then I start getting my fingers ready and my voice, et cetera, et cetera. When did you first pick up the guitar? I was a teenager. Um, I've actually lost, can't remember how, how old I was. I was 17 or 18. Uh, I could always sing. I always knew that even from when I was 9, 10 years old. And I learned to play the guitar because I had musicians around me and I was tired of having to rely on somebody else to um, to play music for me. And so, uh, you know, I don't know how in depth I should be here, but uh, I had a lot of time on my hands in those days and I really wanted it. I could I could taste it. And, uh, and so I... I bought a guitar. I was in a lockup situation in those days in the Oklahoma State Reformatory. And I bought a real small silver tone guitar for four packs of cigarettes. Uh-huh. And my cell partner uh, knew three chords, E, A, and B on the guitar. And he, guitar, and he showed me those three chords, and I played those uh, chords for months. And then I had other people show me other chords and I went back to show him and he didn't, he wouldn't, he, he was content. He didn't want to know anymore. What I, what I love about your music is it's, it's, you, you can't put a, you can't put a, uh, a label on it. It, it's, it's, it, from what I've discovered, it's just about everything. Yeah, that, that's true. And that's, that's a blessing and a curse, you know, because, you know, if you watch the voice, then you will, a lot of times you'll hear, uh, um, John Legend, he'll ask his uh, teammate or whatever you want to call, he'll ask them, um, what do you want to do in music? And, you know, and generally I think he's talking about what genre, you know. And me, I, yeah, I am. I'm all over the place, you know, and it's that's a blessing because I can do more than one style of music. But But for promoters and... I guess record producers, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they want you. They want to lock you in. They want to put you in a box. And I'm boxless. So <laughs> I, I have been part of your audience. I, I'm assuming that will be with the Facebook Live event on Saturday through Mona. Will be people like me with, you know, dominant European 
ancestry and don't Mm -hmm. have the same experiences. How valuable is it that we hear some of the things you talk about? Well, have you ever heard of papal bulls? Yes. So I was surprised when this issue of papal bulls and the doctrine of discovery uh, really, really came up. And uh, there is a video by a man named Stephen Newcomb and Sheldon Wolfchild Peters. And it's called Unmasking the Domination Code. And I would recommend that everybody, um, whether you've heard about the papal bulls and the doctrine of discovery or not, and you haven't seen this video, to get it and see it and watch it, um, because it explains in great detail um, what they are, where they come from, what era they come they came from, and what they what they did. So so it's a very uh, educational piece and I was really surprised at how many people never even heard of papal bulls when we started working on this issue and as far as the doctrine of discovery in my in my indigenous activist life I myself had heard of the doctrine of discovery for years but never really knew the details about it but I knew that it wasn't good for us indigenous people Indian people and then having been at Standing Rock in 2017, it was a, well, actually it wasn't an eye-opener for me. It was a confirmation for me that the, the papal bulls and the, and the thing that the papal bulls gave birth to is the doctrine of discovery and imminent domain and manifest destiny. Those other two babies uh, were still, still in effect. And so my hope would be that the listening audience would want to hear about these things, even though it might sting a little bit, but it's an eye-opener. Well, what I think I know about the papal bulls is part of it is this this idea, this what, this proselytation, this conversion, this, and those are probably the nicer words, but the idea that Christians finding a country that would be un- inhabited by indigenous people who weren't Christian had the right sure. to do with the land and the people, what they saw. I mean, is that sort of what the papal bulls? Yeah. 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 That, that touches on it. You know, there's, of course, there's more to it. And, and, uh, the, the Catholic church at that time, um, declared themselves to be God's representative on earth. And they gave, which gave them the right to give their explorers, Cortez, etc., the right to claim all uh, lands where there were not Christian people for the Catholic Church. And if, and this is a biggie, if they deemed the people of those lands to be people, to be human beings, and there were times that they didn't, then they would offer them Christianity. If those people rejected Christianity, then the orders were for them to be enslaved, um, executed, and the resources from the land, the gifts from Mother Earth to be taken in possession for the Catholic Church. And it's not just the Catholic Church. I want to understand that in uh, European countries, 
uh, once the other countries of the world um, and the other religions uh, became aware of what the Catholic Church was doing and had discovered, so to speak, um, they chimed in with their version of it. And so that's why in the South um, South America they speak Spanish and Portuguese and and up here there's English and French and so I mean it's it's a it's a big deal and what they created at that time the papal bulls created was a mindset that still exists today and that's that's them who are up here and us who are down here down below and less than and and then the doctrine of discovery is the basis for what countries uh governments of the world i should say lay claim to uh um indigenous lands and that applies to uh, new zealand uh, australia the philippines the united states uh, south america canada so on and so forth there's deep deep value in knowing history isn't there Yes, yes, uh, especially this kind of history. And, you know, um, we're taught in school, I was taught in school, that the uh, Columbus was looking for a, a new route to the Indies for spices, you know, and we're taught that uh, the immigrants that came over here from England and France and so on and so forth, so forth, they were looking, they were persecuted in their countries because of their religion, and so then they were... They, they came over here. Well, some of them were kicked out of their countries because of their behavior, you know, as in the instance of the people from England who were exiled to Australia, right. you know, and then, and, and, and so, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't want to get on a big negative, but, uh, this is the truth. These are the facts. Right. These are the real facts. Mitch walking elk is the next guest of the Museum of Native American History's Hear Our Voices series. It takes place Saturday morning at 11 via Facebook Live. You don't need a Facebook subscription to participate. Details about the event and other events taking place at the museum can be found at mona.org. That's M-O-N-A-H dot org.